0: or Gaming Fighter Podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. This episode is powered by Poddex. What up fanboys and girls? welcome to our edition of and Pop, the podcast all things pop culture. I'm your host, Stefan Schein, of course, this is my co-host, Biko. Hello. Okay, guys, um, we were recording earlier, and for some reason, the, the recorder was acting weird. Um, so we're just going to focus on the main point of hand, because there was a lot of stuff we were talking about when we were talking about mental health and stuff. But I think I might say that for the next episode. So we'll probably want to give you guys some, this is like another social commentary episode. I know we do it on movie sets. Um, one thing we want to react to this week um, We want to talk about music festivals And the big one of course is If you guys have been paying attention to Reddit Paying attention to Twitter Of course the, you, heard, you guys probably heard About the debacle That happened at Astroworld Which is that festival that's you know founded, funded By uh, Travis Scott If you guys don't know who Travis Scott is He's an artist He's a hip hop artist and Apparently there were points where He's performing, and there's, you know, people going crazy and people getting shoved to the point they were hitting face first of the barricades and to the point where eight people died. Some were hospitalized with injuries. And right now, he, Travis Travis Scott's facing criticism for not stopping the performance to tend to the victims Mm -hmm. and kept playing while this was going on. So far, it's been making ways on Reddit, it's been making ways on Twitter to the point where, um, to the point where I just, um, there was a video of him, even though he wasn't really apologizing, just giving the most cringiest reaction. To me, it sounded like a cringe reaction. It probably just like a hypocritical sense where he said, you know, I want to give a positive, I don't want to say he wants to give a positive experience, but he's like, if I knew something was out, I would have stopped playing, but he didn't stop playing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Want to give you guys our takes of it, and you know, like I said, I've never been to music festivals. Biko has been to music festivals, so, so uh, you know he probably has more experience about that. How music festivals are more than me. So Biko, waking up this whole like astral debacle? Um,
1: <clears throat> well, I also, I, I it, it's terrible all around. Just death shouldn't be happening at music festivals. Uh, it, especially ones that are outside, Uh, but I can understand, based on Travis Scott's concert history and and multiple festivals in the past that he's held, there have been reports of like hospitalizations, and he's been arrested because of uh, him enticing this type of behavior in the crowd. Excuse me, and... For him to kind of give us this, uh, yeah, I guess you could say cringe type of reaction video to uh, apologizing to his fans and trying trying to show how he is seeing what has happened there and and kind of showing I guess a mild form of accountability for it. Um, I don't blame him. It's it's only been a day that this happened, so. He, the fact that he is working with the officials there is, I think, a positive note. And um, that he is trying to reach out to the fans is good. Uh, concerned that he's probably going to have to donate a lot of money to these families. Uh, and he's going to be facing a lot of lawsuits because of this thing. And we'll probably not see another Astro Festival again. But this is definitely something to where music festivals can learn. That, one... You, there's got to be a point where you have to call a show to when someone needs help or you see something wrong. Um, I can understand if he didn't see, at the time, what was going on, if there's a wave of people. Um, but, as we can see from videos on Twitter that were posted, there were numerous people kind of yelling towards his direction during the set, telling him to stop, cut it, so... While attending to um, people who needed assistance medically. So you have witness accounts saying that there were numerous times that they were trying to catch his attention. And and he was, I guess you could say, blatantly ignoring that and continuing the performance. So now you're going to have two camps on either side, you know, telling him he was wrong. And then you're going to have camps saying like, well, how could he know... When there's a ton of people, is he really responsible? It's not. He's not responsible for a bunch of people's behavior. So, like, you could—it's gonna could be a, a, a slippery slope. Um, however, he should face some sort of accountability, like some sort of something for this.
0: Yeah, I just pull up a news article from Pitchfork. Is this here? Travis Scott and <clears> Glide <throat> Nation sued over SRO 2021. This article is written by Evan Minsker, Madison Bloom, and it says here, and I quote, Travis Scott, Live Nation, and Scoremore have been sued by a an injured or for attendee, Bill reports. The 21 edition of the ended in chaos on Friday, November 5th. Weight thefts, scores of injuries, and multiple instances of cardiac arrest. The complaint accuses the organizers of negligence and gross negligence is seeking at least $1 million in damages. Billboard notes that Scott's cactus check records, and mm-hmm. multiple other individuals and companies involved in the asteroid were also named in the suit. Page four has to reach out to representatives for Scott Live Nation, Skomer for a comment. The a, a suit was filed Saturday. Harris County District Court. By Manuel Souza, a bill reports Souza referred to incident as a predictable and preventable tragedy, claiming that the festival organizers disregarded potential warning signs, like when gores breach a security gate around the park, stampede to the premises, and trample over one another earlier that day. Susan's complaint reporter claims that the incident was to resolve in a motivation for profit at the expense of concert health and safety, and an encouragement of violence. Knowing that the concert continued even after audience members had suffered serious, obvious injury. So here another Another uh Lawsuit was filed on Sunday by Texas Attorney Thomas J. Henry against Scott Drake, who appeared at the Festival Scott, Live Nation and Energy Stadium on behalf of one of the victims. To announce that he will provide immediate consultations to all injured victims as well as families who have had loved ones hurt or killed at the concert. And of course, um, and this is the quote that Travis Scott shared last, yesterday. I'm absolutely devastated by what took place last night. Parents got lots to the families and all those impacted by what happened at the Sasserole Festival. Houston Media has my total support. So they think it's looking at a tragic loss of life. I committed to working together with the Houston community to heal and support the families in need. Just year Scott said it, at the festival went on for 75 minutes. Damn. He was criticized on social media after a video of Scott acknowledging an ambulance and crowd during a set before continuing to perform. So, what do you think? You know, it's like, do you think the um, festivals should be relegated? Yeah.
1: And there's, there should be some sort of... I mean, there's going to be... Both of them are going to take some fault at this. I think his record label that he, I guess, had, whoever is a division the of, um, they're going to take some heat. Uh, the festival production team should take some heat for, no matter what they say, even if they were trying to get his attention, nothing happened, so there should definitely be a fault of this, not, um, security's going to take some fault for not to contain the crowd. Um, uh, the people involved should be getting some heat, but the fans won't, so, like... Unfortunately, these people have to take some heat. Like he, especially with Travis, he has to be the one who's going to take the most, the most fault to his career because that's his name on it, that's his festival, he's the headliner. It's he just egged it on. It's not. You know, it's just it's it being impossible for him to go to go through this and scathe free. You know, it's just it'd be crazy for him not to get some sort of something. Um, he'll probably get if not like the the state might give him lawsuits.
0: Yeah, because right now, as you see, they're facing lawsuits. And, yeah. But so, not, I, mean, time, I mean, like I said, I'll like be surprised if the state attorney will. But the district attorney will file something against, the, against him in the, in, the public, in the company.
1: Yeah, he's not going to... It's not going to end well for him. It's going to... But who knows if they're going to allow him to have it again. No, they won't. It's not going to happen again. Too many deaths. They're just not... And I thought Illinois would be more stringent than that. But I think Texas, at this point, has to be... They had to not let this be something to happen again. Those and that and like, they have numerous other festivals that runs that run without deaths like this. Mm-hmm. And considering it's a younger demographic too that he draws, it's they're not they're not gonna want this. They know they're not gonna be able to contain this again. And it's just it could it could either end worse than before. Or it couldn't, but I don't think they want to take that chance anymore. And this, unfortunately, kind of gave him a lot of reason not to let this happen again. But, yeah, I don't know. Travis Scott's going to fucking, I don't know. His career's going to take a dive, maybe, after this.
0: Yeah, so I don't know, man. It's like, you know, it's like compared to like movie sets and stuff. It's like, hey, going back to that again with the movies, and now like Dwayne Johnson made a headline scene, and now like all productions now to pretty much they're gonna start using. Um, he wants to use rubber guns hmm. going forward for any production that he's involved with, like television or you know films. So he wants to go towards that. So he wants to go towards that and he said he'll add more later like in posts and shit. So what do you think of that? You look like, with that that's one one step.
1: One step. It's just it was the one set that did it wrong. Everyone else is doing it by the book, I think. It's just this set that just did everything wrong. And it just doesn't make a lot of it wasn't making sense. There wasn't a lot there's a lot of things that are not adding up too. There's a lot of inconsistencies. And I don't think like, the fact that they're still using real bullets or whatever it is, like, is weird. I don't know why they need to do that for movies. Just use the gun ad effects after. I don't... They seem to learn how to do that anyways, so why do they have to use real bullets for, or real projectiles and stuff like that? It just doesn't make any sense. Um, that's the thing they should learn from this. The rubber bullets is just a band-aid on top of a problem. That's way bigger than that. a band-aid. Needs to to help. So I don't know. It's just not a. I know it's a step. But I don't think it's a good step. <clears throat> just not having any bullets on set. Or anything that could be. Launched at a fast speed. Into someone and kill them. Should not be allowed on the set. Um, The proper people. Who know how to handle these things. Should be authorized. To maintain these things. And mm-hmm. to regulate. The people who use them. And that's how it should be going. Not none of this blaming actors. None of this this stuff. It's just a lot of people fucked up on that set, and and it's you know it's unfortunately a game of nobody's gonna say anything because they're all liable, and it sucks that like a person lost their life because of something like this.
0: But yeah, I don't know. yeah. Well, that's like a little commentary part in the podcast. But we'll go turn into something more, you know, something that you know I like to talk about more. As professional wrestling, um, especially right now with WWE going on the low, and aew stock is rising. WWE made headlines again, um, announcing since Thursday of last week that they released almost almost 17 talents. Due to self-imposed what they claim is budget cuts. Most of the towns, especially on NXT, have a 30-day no-complete clause. While well, those in the main roster um, are cannot compete with another competition for 90 days. Um, there have been multiple reports saying maybe because of vaccination requirements. Or it could be, you know, them being hard to work with. Yeah, in the scenes. More simply, you know, they want time off and apparently they got grander time off. It's sad where, you know, these wrestlers who WWE views them as contractors are being told, oh, we're not going to use you anymore. You know, you're done. You know? That means they have 30 days, or 90 days to wait until they can do something. And I think they should, honestly, to me, these talents should right away see the, the light in the end of the tunnel. Since last year when they decided to stop them from like Doing, having Twitch channels or having, you know Like doing the cameo things or That stuff Because they claim that Dodie owns those characters outside the ring Which means like you do not let them be creative So you don't let them be creative inside the ring The character, yet you can't let them be themselves outside the ring That's weird that's supposed to AEW where you see a lot of wrestlers do vlogs. And behind the scenes stuff. You see the Young Bucks do it for BT. Sammy Guevara did vlogs when he was in the Indies. When he started wrestling. You got Ethan Page he has been doing it. You got all these wrestlers doing vlogs and you know sharing what they do, what they love with the fans. Getting behind the scenes look, at what they do every day in their life when they're traveling. Doing signings, you know. Talking with their friends backstage. Asking, hey, what kind of video games are you playing? Or what you're reading and what are your hobbies, you know. That way they can see these people behind the characters, you know. But at the same time, seeing these people, you know, who enjoy doing it. That they have lives, they have hobbies. They're not just that particular character. That you see on television. And for me, like I been stopped watching WWE. Ever since, you know, I've been keeping up with because I do dark and dark elevation. But I'm watching that more than WWE. I was talking like, to CWDs like the pay-per-views. That's it. I know Uncle Sal who loves wrestling. He invited me for Star Wars, so I'm like, I'll go, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy it. It's all the talent they lost, I'm like, I don't know how WD's gonna, you know, salvage this with all the talent they lost that they didn't help creative wise. Or they try to repackage them and make the ver- <laughs> make them miserable and they didn't know how to use them, and it's like, oh, we're gonna let you go now. Like, WWE to me is like never, never coming with WCW to happen in late 2000, going 2001. So it's going to get to the point where I see WWE being sold off to NBC. Or WWE being prepared to get sold off. And AWE stocks is going to rise, guys. It's like, I'm looking forward to full gear because you got a good stack car. You got Brian Danielson taking on Mural. You got Kenny Omega and Hangman Page going for the championship. Ty Conte going against Dr. Britt Baker DMD for the women's championship. You got Bryan and uh, you got CM Punk against Eddie Kingston. Matches that you probably never see before. That you thought you'd never see. Because of WWE. I'm sorry. I say AEW right now. Being that the competition. They're becoming, you know, to me, the most talked about brand in WWE. And I think the only thing WWE is staying alive is because of the kids. That's the only thing they're saying. I was the kids with the toys and the action figures and shit. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's like, I don't know. At AEW, they, they want to work with our promotions. They want to work with New Japan for wrestling. They want to work in Impact Wrestling. They want to work in Ring of Honor. They want to work with Major League Wrestling. And I see the vlogs where they get to do, like, AEW, like, Adam just appear on one of the weekly shows, but they let the talent go do other stuff. They can wrestle for their promotions, so they're not locked down. But at least they're getting treated better. At AEW versus WWE. They got top down medical staff. They get free COVID tests. They get medical checkup. They get hotels paid for. They get paid for their travel. Versus WWE, where the only WWE covers is just travel, airplay. These wrestlers have to. Book their own hotel rooms. And they had to book their own rentals. Well, AEW books everything for them. So it's a big difference. And then they let them like, do Twitch and stuff. So that's cool. And they do Twitch for their own game channel as well, for AEW games. Mm-hmm. Which I'm looking forward to the video game. And what's cool with the video game, they're going to have Ux Entertainment helping out with it the same guys who helped make like the Wrestling 2000 and No Mercy I, AKI company's helping out with that too wow so be good so it's gonna be good I saw the screenshots I can't wait for that so to me it's getting it a rise we're pretty much oh, we're watching practical jokes for guys <laughs> but you know it's it's gonna be interesting <laughs> but oh man it's like Wrestling stuff, it's like becoming, you know, to me, I'm, it's, like I said, I'm becoming more of an AEW fanboy now. More than ever, ever since I watched him when they started two years ago. But now I'm becoming more and more a fan now. And not because Cena Punk's there. Not because Bryan Danielson, there. Not because Anna Cole is there. AEW's always been interesting. It's like a big fresh air for me. It kind of reignited really my love for professional wrestling. Because it's wrestling I used to watch when I was a kid. Dad to her. Only that... To me it's more of a toned down actor But still is Pro wrestling Our hitting stories You know It keeps going on And on and on But gets Plenty of time to build up And to the point of Bringing their real life Issues into it That's what's kind of cool To make it more Like relatable More real So That's my little success on am a uh wrestling Biko Anything else you wanna You saw that you wanna Talk about no, not that at all. One thing. No, go ahead. And one thing before I get off on AEW, yeah, I do want to talk about one thing. I was talking about it earlier with Tori. file I got corrupted, might as well do it again. I'm so moved. Um, this wrestler named John Moxley, who recently um, decided to share with Tony Khan a statement that he decided uh, check him to check himself into rehab. Alcoholism. That Tony Khan like decided to share with everybody else that it was at John Mockley's permission to share it with everybody with the wrestling fans, the wrestling community, and with his peers. And like what Tony Khan said he all behind him. Wish him best of luck. We'll hope to see him back soon. And see upon Paul caught a promo where pretty much, you know, he was um, saying that because he was coming out to do like a promo he said please don't cheer for me cheer for the man that's not here cheer for Tom Loss he's like me and John are not as tight we worked together in the past but we we weren't tight." but he did something that you know if I needed help I could have done it right away a long time ago he got help he went to go get help and he says that try your best to act tough You wanna show weakness in front of others. You wanna show that you're weak, that you're strong, and that you know that you can be be anything, but sometimes you have to just admit that you're not tough. That you need to be brave and ask for help. And with mental health and stuff being a big, you know, issue and like months ago we had a rusher pass away to suicide. Last year, we had a Japanese freshman where she committed suicide due to cyberbullying. Too much she couldn't take controls. And I know we have these months where it says mental health awareness and stuff. Um, it kind of hits me hard because a couple months ago, um, I would say a couple months ago, but before that, I was doing something for my employer, I was doing this thing where they wanted me to operate this machinery, which I felt I was uncomfortable with, to the point where I failed at it, went back to my car, started crying, my heart was racing, it felt like my heart was coming out of its chest, but I was crying uncontrollably. And I looked up online and they were the symptoms of an anxiety attack. And I've been like trying to not, pretty much deny having it. And I've been holding it for three years. And I decided, you know, I decided to take the big step and get help. And I got to see my doctor. He had me do, you know... Was is going to work because he kind of pissed off me because I haven't seen him for like eight years. And he had me do this questionnaire. And the results came back that I'd been diagnosed with moderate depression and anxiety. And, and I, was, I told him what I was feeling. He's like, yeah, all those questions were related to what I have. I got help. I'm still getting help. Um, I'm, I joined a support group. Which have been really helpful, really positive, very encouraging. They've been great. And and if I knew this a long time ago, I could have got help a long time ago. But for me, I was I don't know, it's because of pure stubbornness and trying to be tough. And like trying my best to be a strong person, you know, you know, try to be that positive person outside, but the inside, I'm, I wasn't, I was closed off, you know, unmotivated and crying and pretty much a little shell of the outside person I am, you know, and I love doing the podcasting and stuff. It's like, I think it's a way to help me out, you know. Show you guys what I like. You know, I try my best to... Give you guys kind of an embellishment of who I am. I'll be my hobbies and stuff. You know, I love anime. I love video games. But sometimes, it, you know... Sometimes I have days where I don't want to do anything. You know, I don't want to do shit. But now, like, getting the help I need... It's been, like, opening me up and, like... To me, it's like, I got to start sharing... You know, I can't hide shit anymore Because You know Hiding stuff in Kind of eats you up more So it's better just to share it with the people that you care about You know And hopefully they understand They get support And like I said If you guys have any Friends, relatives, even yourself If you're suffering From any mental health issues Don't be afraid to ask for help don't try to tough it out. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to keep it in. Get the help that you need. If you got health care, you got access to wonderful people that can help you out. There's support groups as well. And that's why I'm part. I'm part of a support group and they've been really helpful. And they're helping me. So guys, like you know, I'm being serious. You know, Take the time that you can and get the help that you need. Because like I said, mental health is something that should not be taken for granted. Yeah, you got physical health. But you need your both your body and your mind to work together. Because if your your brain controls what your body does, if your brain decides, you know what, F you, then your body's gonna be like, what the heck am i gonna do now, you know?
1: Mm.
0: But I wanna share with you guys to show that hey, even I I'm not always perfect. The world to me is not perfect. No, nobody's. There's no such thing as perfection. Of course, you got to lead this and say, oh, we're perfect, but honestly, there's nothing as perfection. To me, if everything was perfect, then it'd be boring as heck. Because you need that excitement, you know. You need that, that motivation to get to your day. You know, you need like a passion to get into. So, I kind of feel like. I actually kinda feel kind of really I share with you guys. You know, it makes me feel good like sharing, you know, what I'm going through. And it makes me feel better. Kind of lifts some of the way off my shoulders. You know, it it makes me become a better person. Kind of makes me more open up. I'm trying to do my best to be social as much as I can. It's I'm doing it like step by step, you know, a little bit at a time. And, yeah... Sorry if I brought this down But I just wanted to say it You know oh, I wanted to let it out there But yeah It doesn't mean I'm not going to stop doing the podcast I love doing the podcast I love talking to you guys I love sharing what You know What's going on in the world You know And giving you guys my opinion And sharing what that I like And with that though You know When I've been like Catching up with anime and stuff And It's a bunch of new animes are coming out It's like There's a new one called Spy Family they based on manga that's been announced for 2022. I think right now when Eternals coming out, they um, um, I guess we're in Marvel trying to release it in Japan. They're trying to they have the people behind Sora Online because the new films came out. They decided to do a collaboration poster. So they have like the Eternals poster, but they have the characters from online doing the same poses. It's kind of cool. That will market it out in Japan. And, of course, you got Disney Plus Day coming up. November 12th, and there's Shane Chi coming out November 12th, and I guess the new Home Alone reboot. Which, I don't know, dude. It's pretty trash. You think? Yeah. You seen the trailer for it? Yeah, it's trash. It's pretty really
1: trash. Just. Should've left it alone. We can't reboot that movie.
0: I'm so, I wish it would've got McCallum Culkin at least to come out.
1: No. Just they shouldn't have done it. should
0: left it alone. not I think the one thing I saw in that trailer was, uh, the only thing I saw in that trailer was the cops, I could tell, obviously they have to play Buzz, and it says the last name of Kyle, so but I was, oh, the cops, that's it, it was like, that's your only tie-in to the series, to the film franchise. It's just dumb. Next, I said it should end ended after part two. I mean, three wasn't that bad. No. Three had his own witty charm. I don't know that they should have left it on, then they tried to do that thing for Home Alone 4 or something. You see what's ridiculous with French Stewart? <laughs> oh no, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I didn't see that. Either. I think it was made for TV or something. Mhm. Now they decided this, and I don't know, dude. To me, looks ridiculous, but I don't know. Bigo, how about you? Do have you been watching anything lately?
1: No, I've just, I've just been watching NBA basketball, and that's it, really. I have not really watched anything new. Um, as of late, I just, I, I went from Squid Game to jumping into NBA basketball, and then I'll watch reruns of Seinfeld, so. It's, oh, you get into Seinfeld? No, like, i like, I've always liked it, I just watched it, so I'm just going through it again. Uh, it's on Netflix, it's just easier, just to access it. Never really liked it on Hulu, uh, not that it was really much of a difference, but, uh, now that I'm watching as much as I can until and, and they totally pull it off on of Netflix for a while I mean they spend a lot of money on it right they might as well watch it yeah we only spend 10 bucks on it
0: oh um, $14, $14 it's like with me on Netflix I try to watch like the Netflix animes I just finished um Dorohedoro it was really good I read the manga the whole series and it's really good like hopefully they, they do another season to wrap it up and then I just watched um part 2 of The Lady of House Husband which guys is freaking hilarious it's an anime but The manga is like short segments. So they made the anime kind of like in short seven episodes. Well, it's a bunch of segments into one episode. And it's basically about this guy who basically was a former Yakuza. And he decides to retire and become a house husband. His wife works for like a fashion magazine or like a fashion design magazine. So he becomes, you know, Casey the house husband. So basically he does like the household chores, do the grocery shopping. You know, clean the house, you know, maintain the, the, the house, you know? Being there for his wife and to the point he takes the role very seriously because this is a guy who's this tough guy. He's a of like he acts all like tough, but he's just a house husband like he does like household chores and stuff. It's quite to the point where he runs into one of his rivals who's like, who sells crepes off of his van. His like former like junior who was in the same game and now is trying to follow his ways. Mm. I saw one segment where he's teaching Mac <laughs> and the first thing he teaches like these students who are all intimidated by him, like with his demeanor and stuff. he's like today you're gonna make aprons. So I'm like, what the fuck? Make it for your own design and stuff. <laughs> and he has this apron that his wife gave him, and he never takes it off. Like he wears it all the time over his suit. It's kind of funny and hilarious. And at one point there's one episode where, um, the cops are following him how, and he's like, and they finally a tail him, and he's at a cafe because one of the Housewife groups that he's part of is throwing a party for one their friends. So he's friends with Housewives. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. He's like friends with the Housewife community. and um, There's one. His his, um, what, his wife's like a fangirl for like this anime group. So he tries his best to support her and stuff with her hobbies. So that's kind of cool. And they got like a, like a cat named... I forgot his, the cat's name, but he's funny. He has his own little vengeance as well. But it's really enjoyable, guys. You can see like part two got released I think a couple of weeks ago. And so they got two parts in it, definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. Um finish that, finish Evan Ebene- and of Evangelion on Netflix as well. I'm gonna go on Amazon Prime and check out the three films, the three follow up films. Since so they got all three on Prime video, I'm gonna catch up on that. And like I said, there's so many Netflix animes that I need to catch up on now that like Netflix is like invested in of anime. But other than that, you know, right now I'm watching Practical Joker, so I'm just watching that, but yeah, so, I know we've got 30 minutes and before we did an hour before our freaking recording sucked, so... This could be a short episode, I don't know. It's like, besides the whole Astro thing, wasn't that much big to talk about this week? So hopefully we'll have more stuff for you next week. Sorry this is like a short episode, guys, but... Hopefully we'll have more as we're going into the holiday season. Because we are in November. You know what comes up in November, guys? Especially if you're in shopping... That's Black Friday, woo! So, Biko, any recommendations you you, you want to give out on Netflix? Oh,
1: watch Squid Game if you haven't already.
0: And <laughs> that's Squid Game. I Are you talking about? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> Squid Game.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's honestly how I watched. I haven't watched on Netflix so far. So just watch Squid Game.
0: Yeah, yeah check out Way the House Husband. Um, you can check if you want to see what animes I'm watching. Um, you can look up my anime list. Um, my username is alfovarr V A R six eighty-five. Check Check you catch me on my anime list you can check out what animes I have completed and what I have rated I um, also like to announce that there's some animes that are coming out that got renewed for a second season Inspector um, got really, um, renewed for a second season um, Tonakawa got, got announced for season 2 and OVA um, of course Attack on Titans coming out next winter the last part of season of the last season of Attack on Titan um um, you can check me out on Twitch if you're into JRPGs or role-playing games. I am doing like right now, I just had to jump back into Legend of Heroes, Trish, Cold Steel 4. And I started the second um Dark Princess Anthology series, Little Hope, that features Will Poulter. He's in the game. So I need to start part two on that. So that'll be twitch.tv slash sponsor685. You can check out our merch store at Spring.com slash stores. Look for talking about. Um, so anyone else? You can check out the backlog of our episodes on Anchor, Google, Apple, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Dora and Audible. You guys have any films that you want us to do film commentary on? Please let us know on Twitter at PopTalking. After digging out, you know, we had we had the floors done at the place and... Finally got all my got the movies out of the basement so and I've been looking through them and there's some films that you know be good to do a good com- commentary track for so if you guys have any suggestions you can tweet us on Twitter at that tweet us at pop Talkin'. um you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash talk sorry guys for the short episode like I said it's almost like 40 minutes but Hopefully um we'll have more for you as the coming weeks. Like I said, though the like I said, that was like the only news we had this past weekend. Was you know like Astro Roll was a big thing, and of course, you know, talking about the wrestling releases and stuff. So hopefully this coming weekend, we AEW coming out with full gear, may I have a reaction with that that that's coming next week. And we'll see what goes on this week with, what goes on this week, guys. We're in November, we're getting close to the end of 2021 again. And we're still fighting COVID! <laughs> So, um, we'll see you guys soon. Guys, we'll check on you guys next week. As always, geek on and take care.